right, guys and gals, welcome back to uh, Post Spring uh, Football Lab Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Corey, joined by Jared, and we let Adam come back this week. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, Adam? Uh, so we're going to jump right into it. Actually, a fairly good bit of news, uh, considering you know this is supposed to be the slower time of the year. Um, NCAA is looking to eliminate the cap for on-field coaches, uh, elimination of scholarship caps on partial scholarship sports like baseball, remove conference championship game restrictions, which, which means you no longer have to have divisions, expanding direct payments from schools to athletes, reconfiguring the recruiting calendar, and implementing closed periods for the transfer portal. Uh, the first couple would be left to the conferences to implement. So they're trying to fix a lot. Yeah, they're trying. I saw where they're also trying uh... – to implement like a tampering rule in life yeah we're going to talk about in a little bit but yeah there's some um some nil stuff they're trying to get past through right now too so they're i mean it took them a year but they're trying to fix it i guess yeah they're trying to rein in these uh collaboratives that are paying these players i guess that are reaching out on the school's behalf they're trying to figure out some way to stop that yeah so it's kind of taking one by one um the uh getting rid of the uh, on-field coaches cap it's something that i think's been coming for a while um analysts are already talking to players and that was kind of it was supposed to prevent that so i mean you might as well just let everybody do it yeah you mentioned it in another podcast um burrow thanked one of the analysts for his heisman yeah i mean scott frost he got hit with penalties he got a one-year show clause and he has to miss five practices this year because they had an analyst uh, doing on-field coaching yeah, I was reading through that. Some of the Nebraska people are just so pissed because they have all the things. That well, they turn, the, they they turn themselves in, Jerry. They turn themselves in? Yeah, you don't remember this from like this third episode of last year? Oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> we told them. <laughs> the yeah. Missouri, why would you do this? Why, why would, would you do that? that? Yeah. Seriously, it's screwed. But now they <laughs> turn themselves in, um, and this is the result. I mean, the one-year show clause is nothing because that will get wiped after this year. Yeah. And then the five practices could be on, like, bye weeks and stuff, so that's not a really big deal either. Yeah, none of it's really even worth doing. Adam, how do you feel that Nick Saban's going to get to add, like, 40 more ex-head coaches? I, mean, I feel great about it. I've, I'm not really sure – anything you just said but i feel like it benefits alabama so (laughs) the way it works right now is you have a cap of 10 on-field coaches and then you can have as many analysts as you want well this would remove the 10 coach cap so you really just have as many coaches as you want so so basically nothing's going to change at alabama uh no well the one difference is uh analysts could actually be legally be allowed to recruit which is different than what they do now only your 10 on-field coaches can recruit right now. Yeah, so that's that's going to be a big deal because there's no telling who you can get in as an analyst. It's a big deal for the top of the sport. It's nothing to the rest of the sport. I mean, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, in, in other words, what Adam says is true. It benefits Alabama and the it, top, yep. your top it 10 It benefits your, your Power 5 schools pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the elimination of scholarship caps on partial scholarship sports is pretty big for baseball, at least. Uh, that is going to be big trouble for Vanderbilt. Yeah, that may be the end of an era there. I think they'll still be fine, but I don't think they'll be as dominant as they have been. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've they been real good at the baseballs and uh, virtually nothing else. Well, it's because it's a private school and they can do, like, um, education scholarships in lieu of – 
baseball scholarships. They got world class education, so right. kind of trumps the tickets lot. for the Vanderbilt like Tennessee baseball games. I think were like in the thousands, which is insane for a college baseball game. I mean, it's the only two sports that either the schools are good at. <laughs> True. Yeah, right now. Um, yeah, I mean they're coming along, but yeah, I mean that's the only way Vanderbilt's ever going to have a high ticket. Um, the, the payments from schools to actual athletes, I didn't really read in that too much. Um, I think it's just cutting some of the red tape to make it a little easier on some schools. Yeah, I I think so as well. It'll probably make it a bit more structured too, instead of all this like cloak and dagger stuff you're hearing. Well, from my understanding, the NIL stuff is separate from this because the NIL stuff is specifically targeting boosters going after high school kids and transfers. Dude, well, I mean, in a way, a lot of people said this. <clears throat> the first year or two of this was just going to be the Wild West, and it absolutely has been. Right. Well, I mean, it'll be quick. It'll be interesting to see how quickly these rules go into place on that front because they know. I mean, it's an issue. Yeah, it's a it's a major issue. Um, reconfiguring the recruiting calendar. Uh, I don't really think it changed a whole lot on the recruiting calendar. Some stuff about dead periods. I still wish they would just go back to. I wish they would go back to one side and day two, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And then implementing closed periods for the transfer portal. So basically, what well, I think the proposal was the transfer portal is only open for three months. And in those three months, you have to enter. And then I think you even have to get out within three months. Okay. So it'll kind of prevent a lot of what's happening where kids are prevent just. Prevent kids, out. you know, quitting midseason, preventing kids from waiting to see how spring shakes out. Is it sad that I just want all these to be features in the new NCAA football game? <laughs> like, that's all well, I'm really seeing here. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, the transfer portal would probably be like a one-time deal. Like, a, uh, I don't know how that would work. Uh, we went over the Scott, Scott Frost stuff. Um, interesting stat, only 54% of players that have entered the transfer portal have found a new school so far. Yeah, that is... Uh... And I don't know if that's just football or all sports. I feel like that's got to be kind of awkward if you do that, and then like you have to like come back and be like, "Ah, sorry guys." Yeah, like, well, I mean, that, like, there's a couple of LSU players that haven't found new places yet, and we don't have room for them. Yeah, so they're just out in the cold now, right? I mean, they're going to have to go to Division Two or something, I guess. Uh, as far as they I can know, probably go to Georgia, I think all the football players I, we can't. Well, I guess we could have the seven because we've had like eleven guys leave. Um, Thirty-two is the if you have more than seven leave. Well, it depends on when they left. But we're still over the scholarship cap by like three players still. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. So once you put your name in the transfer portal, are you just saying like, okay, like I'm? You're allowing other schools to contact you. Okay. Officially. But like, are you forfeiting your spot on the team? Yeah, it's kind of school by school basis. I don't think there's, there, I don't think there's like a hard and fast rule about it right now. I like some schools, like I know Pitt. Like if you're in, you're in. You're, there's no coming back. Um, and you have situations like LSU where Miles Brandon came back. So I, it, it's kind of a school by school basis. Um, so today was, or two days ago, was the last day to enter the transfer portal to be eligible for the upcoming season. Schools have up to two business days to enter players into the transfer portal. Um, as a lot of people expected, pit wide receiver Jordan Addison 
enter the transfer portal today, there's a lot of tampering allegations and uh, apparently some mean phone calls from pit head coach Pat Narduzzi. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, and apparently there's an all-out bidding war, supposedly, for this kid. I mean, the sad thing is, like, whenever a big-name player goes to the transfer portal right now, the school that he's probably going to is, are, like, is, like, included in the information. Yeah. I mean, it's... So so here's the thing, though. He put his, put his name in the hat today. Well, he could have done it up to two days ago. He had to do it. He had to do it by the first. But they could you the school is allowed up to two business days to put his name actually into the portal. Was well, saying his transfer eligibility is immediate, so he got it in in time. Right. So yeah, I mean they probably he probably told them you know on the thirtieth or the first, and they were trying to convince him to stay maybe, and then he just he said no, I want to leave. Wow. USC is the targeted destination between uh, his relationship with Caleb Williams and the money they're throwing out at USC. Yeah. USC's back. <laughs> uh, Texas, according to uh, – actually, so Pat Narduzzi also said today that Notre Dame tried to get uh, Kenny Pickett to transfer to them last year. Yeah, I saw that. Apparently threw him a pretty, pretty lucrative deal. Um. And Xavier Worthy, Texas wide receiver, reportedly turns down a seven-figure NIL deal to stay at Texas. So, I mean, it's... Yeah. Well, what did Texas offer him? Enough to get him to stay. Yeah, I mean... It's... On an on, on, on unrelated note, so um, the personal injury lawyer that got Keishon Booty to stay put out another tweet today basically almost making it seem like Keishon Booty went back to him like made him offer him more. So he's like double dipped on this dude. It's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, I saw where Colin Cowherd, like since nobody listens to that guy, but I saw where he said for Addison that it's, uh, it's close to a $3 million deal that they were offering him to come to USC. Well, the big Miami booster, after they signed uh, some basketball player, he tweeted out how much it was. It was like two years, 400 grand a year. (sighs) Wow. But this is the guy who's supplying the money. Man, that's crazy. Three million to go to USC, like I'm gone. Like, well, I mean, think it costs a li- well. I mean, I guess they get free dorms and stuff. But I say cost of living in, you know, LA versus cost of living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, not really the same thing. This is a dumb question. Can you sign more than one NIL deal? Yeah. So okay. the way it, so the way it works, like if you sign with individual businesses, yes. Now the way it works with these collectives is it's like a group of businesses that pool their money together, you sign a deal with the collective and then they get to kind of use you. Like if one business part, if part, one of the businesses in the collective wants you to do a promotion for them, you do a promotion for them. And this is kind of like a trade agreement almost. So you're basically, you, you sign a contract to become a piece of property for all these different companies. But then can you also go out and like ink, like single company deals? I'm sure you, well, I maybe not with the collective stuff, I mean, you kind of look at what Quinn Ewers did last year. I mean, he went to Ohio State just to sign a bunch of NIL deals, and then he transferred back. Yeah, to he got a, he got a million bucks. He cashed. If I in was the- a if I was like a good college player, I would have like my uniform would be just like littered with advertisements. I'd I would I would literally just sell myself out for everyone as much money as possible. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't. I mean, <laughs> you, you ha- you're the quintessential personality of a backup quarterback, so I don't think they're giving you much. Well, and I'm talking like third string. <laughs> Mac was a third string. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now look at him. Good point. Good point. Uh, they drafted his replacement this weekend, so that's good. <laughs> uh, so my so speaking of Miami, uh, one of their basketball players threatened to enter the portal if his compensation was not increased. Yeah, because a, a transfer came in and had a better deal. Yeah. So he, wanted, he is staying. He is going to stay. Yeah. Man, it's it's just it's wild right now. Uh, some of these players are just getting paid and you can't blame them because i mean you're the life in these sports could be really brief so you might as well get all the money you can imagine like how like johnny manziel probably like the guys that like Here's just missed thing. out on it he was he well, was they just they got paid let's not kid ourselves yeah like, they big did. Names. like they still got paid it just wasn't it wasn't you had to hide it you had it was under the table deal i mean alabama doesn't get into any of that stuff so yeah okay know. i'm sure you don't Nope. Uh, yeah, clean hands, Alabama over there. Yeah, y'all recruiting people on name alone. <laughs> yeah, I know that, dude. When y'all were going six and six to 2007, I'm sure people were lining up to come to Alabama. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Does it? Do you ever like worry at night of like what stories come out after Saban retires? Um. Yes. Like, what if something I- really bad came out and you had to vacate all those wins? You'd be a paper champion for the rest of your life. Yeah, but I mean, people still think Reggie Bush is like a Heisman Trophy winner, like even though he got vacated. Like, yeah, but does, he have, award, it away, does he have the award anymore? They're gonna come take it all your matter. Adam, he won the Heisman. Yeah, I don't really understand why what taking the Heisman away from Bush does, though, because I mean, it's a whole different debate. But the dude balled out. No. Uh, yeah, I mean it's hard to. I mean it's hard to argue with that. He was he was electric in college. Yeah, they were going to give it that was the best young, national game, game, game ever. For sure, that was the probably the greatest football game of all time. Yeah, that was amazing. That I I I'll never forget that game. Right. Um. So speaking of the draft over the weekend, uh, Georgia's Trayvon Walker goes number one overall. Derek Stingley goes in number three. There's a couple Alabama players drafted, but who really cares? I didn't think Singley would go that high, but he got paid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on if you believe on his freshman tape and just that he was checked out the last two years because he didn't really want to be there. Well, apparently that's what some GMs thought because they I mean, took him at three. Yeah, no doubt. I uh, think um, – I'm glad Hutchison – I think Hutchison forfeited the first pick after the Georgia game. I think, you, like, after that game, he was just demoted at least one pick. Well, according to the draft, a six-round, <laughs> six-round guard destroyed him in the Orange Bowl. So, because Jamari Sawyer got picked at one ninety-five to the Chargers. Did y'all see that the NFL got mad at the Lions for turning their pick in too fast? I did see that. <laughs> That's great. That's our guy. We want him. Get your ass up there now. <laughs> yeah. He might leave or something. He might change his mind. Good-looking yeah, family, by the way. That's a good-looking family. Oh, no doubt. They are genetically That's engineered. Strong genes. <laughs> Every single one of them. Blonde hair, blue eyes. No doubt, dude. <laughs> Six foot tall or taller. <laughs> uh, 
I guess, Jerry, would you like to brag on Georgia? Yeah, I, I didn't really mean to put this in here. It's just the fact that it was news. Like, if, if another school had said this, I am – I do feel like this is awesome because it is Georgia, but they set the monitored uh, draft record with five defensive players in the first round and 15 players drafted overall. That is every player that declared for the draft for Georgia got drafted, which I don't know that that's ever happened for Georgia. Um, so it was, it was a big night for Georgia, big recruiting night, all those players getting taken. Uh, a lot of a lot of surprises. We'll get into some of the draft stuff a little bit later. But, yeah, draft was uh, – I think this is the first draft I remember in a long time where there wasn't a consensus number one, and players just kind of fell for who knows whatever reason all across the board. Like, people picked early, people picked late. It, it was just more, you know, nobody had it pat- nailed down like before. Yeah. All the quarterbacks falling was strange. Not a single quarterback in the first round. That was strange. Wait, no, no. Pickett, was he second or first? He, he went to the Steelers um, in the first. Yeah, so he, he was, was the only one. one was Kenny yeah. Pickett. Old Kenny Two Gloves. <laughs> um, Adam, would you like to your opportunity to spend that to be about Bama somehow? Well, I read the stat. That y'all set the draft record, which in my mind just makes the SC championship that much more impressive. Um, <laughs> well, the whole night they're saying that Georgia had the best defense of all time. And I, I don't see how you can say that when y'all gave up 40 points in a huge game. Like, I, I just don't see that. But. I mean, we gave it up to y'all for one, which is one of the best offenses uh, last year. Like third or fourth best of all time. But yeah. I, I think it has to do with the era, Adam. I just think if you give yourself the title of best of all time, you have to win it all. And I don't think anybody's claiming 2021 Georgia is the best of all time. Yeah. I, they, they, they were, they were, they were, that. I, that's all they were talking about in the draft. Well, that's, yeah, I, was more, well, well, I didn't, I didn't watch the draft with sound on, so. If you yeah. watch ESPN, uh, <laughs> Mel Kuyper would have told you that Bama should have won that game if none of your players got hurt, even though we were dealing with the same thing. No, y'all didn't have it as bad as Bama. Uh, you, there's no way you had it as bad as us. Dude, get out of here. Yeah, they're missing two total players. Dude, we played you with three freshman wide receivers and a freshman tight end. I just <laughs> – I just I, – I know. I, I see what you're saying. I just wish there was a game where we could compare when everyone was healthy. Maybe next year. I don't know. <laughs> the worst, man. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the starters on Alabama's uh, upcoming defense was arrested in Mississippi over the weekend. Eli Rick. Allegedly. No, allegedly. he got arrested. Like, no, he he allegedly. Was. No, allegedly about it. There's a mugshot. Uh, <laughs> Eli Ricks got arrested in Mississippi for speeding, marijuana possession, and not having insurance. So your coach, who's sponsored by an insurance company, doesn't get insurance for his players? Well, where's that flag? Where's that flag at? You can have the damn duck. The insurance cards now are like on your phone, which like Uh, I don't get. I mean, I don't. Obviously not for Eli Ricks. (laughs) I mean, I just don't know why any of these guys are driving anywhere. Like, (laughs) well, I mean, he was probably driving from Baton Rouge to Alabama, or from Alabama to Baton Rouge. His parents still live in Baton Rouge. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he he played for LSU. That's right. He did. And then he transferred to Alabama. Yeah, because he's soft. Yeah. Another one of those Cali players, dude. Processed. Processed. 
Didn't have room. Uh, yeah. Cap casualty. But it's been a bad, bad two years for Alabama players driving. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, I mean, we're all, I know, we're all I thinking know. it. We're all I, thinking no, it. it wasn't on my mind at all. No, <laughs> it's, on my mind. it's here now. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but one does not compare to the other. Yeah. Well. Jesus, man. Too soon. <laughs> we'll bleep that. We'll, we'll edit that out. Yeah. Yeah. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Cincy, Houston, and UCF are all working on a settlement to get out of uh, the AAC so they can join the Big 12 in 2023. <laughs> Well, have fun. Yeah. I mean, I think Cincy and UFC both, I don't know. Yeah. All three of them make the Big 12 better, but at the same time, what does that say about the Big 12? Uh, it's Baylor and everyone else. For right now. Year. Yeah. Oklahoma State, too. Yeah. Uh, it's also, great. dude, also great game of the year. Big yeah. Championship was fantastic. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch. Stone Cold Dave Aranda, man. Stone Cold Dave Aranda, man. That guy has zero emotion. Resting heartbeat of zero. It's like, sir, there's a gun in your face. He's like, yes, I see. Who cares? <laughs> I've never seen a guy who LSU just couldn't stand, and then he became a head coach, and now everyone loves him. That's a fair point. Okay. He caught some flack during the 2019 season, but I don't think – like. I don't think you can go up to any like even before like they started doing well at Baylor. If you went up to the most reasonable LSU fan and say, "What is your opinion of Dave Aranda?" They would probably all say he was a great coach. I wish he was still here. Would you take Dave Aranda over Brian Kelly right now? Mm, no. Okay. Brian Kelly's. Just, I mean, he's done it longer. Take Brian Kelly in that fake country accent all day long. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> five years from now. I'd probably take Dave Aranda. Dude, that really sucks for Brian Kelly. I mean, <laughs> that's going to stick with him for a little while. Not if he starts winning. That's true, but. If yeah. he starts winning, everybody's going to shut up real quick. I mean, everybody was nice to Ed when he was winning. Well, that's true. And that's the hardest. Yeah, winning cures everything, man. That's the it, truest that thing is the, That is the 100% honest truth. All the bad stuff goes away. Urban Meyer still be coaching in Jacksonville if they start winning some games. Uh, yeah. Have we have we talked about uh, Coach O at Notre Dame's practice? Did we talk about that? He went to one of the practices. What else do you want to talk about? I mean, is he coming back? I thought he could. He'll be coaching again at some point in the next two or three years. I uh, think it's Miami. I thought he couldn't coach for two years. He can't be a head coach in the SEC for two years, which okay. no one in the SEC is dumb enough to hire him. Doesn't he have to like show up to LSU? Like a certain I think, number of I think it's by request only. So like if LSU <laughs> wants him, he has to come. But if LSU doesn't really care, I don't think we have to call him. So then, in other words, they put that in there. They're never going to call him. Uh, how think, far is how far is Baton Rouge from Destin? It's not far. It's a it's a day drive. Uh, and there's probably fly. I mean, I'm sure there's some LSU booster that's probably still in love with him that'll fly him from Destin to Baton Rouge if he really wants it. There's definitely a booster that talks just like he does. It loves him. Probably not the guy he uh, threatened to fight at the fishing camp last summer. but <laughs> Yeah, probably not. All right, so let's get into spring reviews. Uh, Adam doesn't have anything to say for his because he didn't watch a spring game, so it'll just be me and Jared. 
yeah so the dogs look pretty good um it, it's hard to tell in spring to me it just looks like we have a ton of depth from all the recruiting uh d-line's gonna be thin we we lost a lot to the draft and we had some transfers so we have have the depth but it's a lot of under excuse me a lot of underclassmen a lot of freshmen um Speaking of the transfer portal, Marius Mims went in and then came back out. He's going to stay at Georgia. I don't know how that's all going to play out. I'm glad to see his heart's really in it. Yeah, I'm surprised he stayed, honestly. I thought he was going to leave like as soon as the season ended, but he stayed. Um, he's, I mean, he's one injury away from playing, so that's probably one reason why he stayed, considering how last year went. Um, I think Georgia's strength is going to be on its offense. Uh, the defense, there's just no way to recruit. They're probably going to be top. I, I can see them being top 10, top 15, but they're not going to be the same after losing so many people. Uh, the offense is going to have to be better. Um, there are a lot of young players on the defense overall that look like they could play now. Um, Dalen Everett looks like he could be a starting corner right now. So he, he might get that other job um, opposite of Ringo. We'll see. Um, just ready for I'm just ready for football to start again, to be honest. Can't wait to play Oregon. This should be a fun game. Be Atlanta. And uh, congrats to all the dogs out there that got drafted. All 15 of them. That's pretty much all I got. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, LSU, yeah, as far as quarterbacks go, I thought Nussmeyer looked the best. He's got just that something that you can't really put a name on it. Um, Brennan and Daniels kind of look the same. Daniels apparently they're working on some footwork stuff with him. So, see how that works out. Uh, Howard looked pretty good for a freshman. Uh, the running backs looked really good. Apparently, we're going to see a lot of passes to the running backs out of the backfield, which is something we haven't done in a while. Um, top three wide receivers are Butte. If he stays at this point, Besh and Neighbors, uh, plenty of depth there. A lot of the wide receivers look really good. Um, always hard to judge the line. They struggled with the first team defensive line, did better in the second half. Is that because it was lesser players in the second half or they went more basic with the scheme in the second half? Who knows? Um, as far as defensive line goes, when Mason Smith and Joel and Roy were on the field, our offensive line got no push. So either they're both really good or our offensive line's in trouble. Um, linebackers and cornerbacks, we just don't have depth. The safeties look good whenever they had an opportunity. And reportedly, there was 250 recruits on campus for the spring game, which is a lot. 250. 250 recruits. Do you think that's an actual number? It seems insane. I saw it in a couple of different places from a couple of the local recruiting guys. Like 250 players were on campus for the spring game. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it's, not all, it's not all 2023 guys. It's a lot of 2024s, 2025s. Yeah. I mean, but LSU's kind of – it's in a sweet spot. You got the coach. You do – I mean, obviously, y'all got a ton of talent. You had 10 guys get drafted on a team that was not great. Yeah, I mean, they were close to making the playoff. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> uh, they would have won or did anything great, but I'm just saying they, you know, they were what number five in the final rankings. Were they? Were y'all number five? No, not LSU. I'm talking about Notre Dame. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about LSU last year. Y'all had 10 people oh, no. drafted this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I couldn't believe it when I saw the number. The number one was Georgia at 15. Number two was LSU Gosh. at 10. At 10. Double digits. How many did Bama get? Seven. Tough. Rebuilding year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, do you have anything you want to say about the Alabama spring game? You know, from what I hear, everything went great. Um, I think there was a lot of talk about Jalen Monroe. Um, supposedly, he looked really good. They were saying he's the next Lamar Jackson, so I don't know how that's going to work when Arch Manning comes to uh, Alabama. But, um, <laughs> Jamar Gibbs, supposedly he looked really good. It's Jameer. Whatever. Um, and then... I, 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 Jermaine Burton, I think, looked really good too, Jared. So, thanks Georgia, thank Georgia for that. <laughs> Did Eli Ricks get too high to find the field? Um, no comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna be good. All right, we're gonna be good. Okay. Be a good year. Uh, I mean, if we if we stay healthy. If we lose 90% of our team like last year, we might play Georgia competitively. You, you lost two guys. Two players. Two players. All right. First round. Uh, wait, what was that? I was going to say two first-round draft picks, but I think Messi went. Yeah, Messi didn't go first. All right, so we're going to do uh, 2021 awards. Uh, we said we were going to do this a long time ago. We never actually got around to it. Um, we're number one team of the year. That wasn't your actual team. So I went with Arkansas and UMass. <laughs> did, you, did you went with UMass cause they beat UConn, right? That's right. <laughs> but Arkansas, because they had a legit surprise year. Sam Pittman owned the state of Texas. Yeah. Alabama, uh, Adams, 2022 breakout team of the year. Yeah. Heard it here first. <laughs> uh, so I had uh, I had Ole Miss as my team of the year, um, first ten win season in history. So in the SEC, so I think they deserve it. Yeah, all right. Ole Miss had a good year. Ole Miss had a great year. Uh, I I couldn't pick one. Uh, just from all the teams that we covered last year, Purdue with their top five upsets, Michigan State coming out of nowhere after we picked them dead last. Uh, Pitt, it was their year. Wake Forest coming out of absolutely nowhere. And then Stone Cold Dave Arena, the coach of the year. Yeah. So you just went back to back there? Yeah. I just went ahead and just fused them together. Yeah. And I guess I'll just do the same thing because my team of the year also had my coach of the year in Sam Pittman. I, um, so my coach of the year, I had Nick Saban. Um, mainly just for what a controversial he did with, pick, Adam. What he did with just a young roster. Um, and dismantling the arguably one of the best defenses ever. Um, but probably second, I'll give it to Dave Miranda. Rent free, baby. Rent free. I'm over it, Jared. I'm I'm over it it sounds I'm like over you were all the way over it. it. I'm over it. Uh, nobody wanted to go with uh, Jimbo Koresh? <laughs> no, no. He was not the coach of the year. He uh, has a count of the year. He's, dude, uh, Eight and four coach of the year. (laughs) 
name somebody who can do uh, next year. Next year we're going to do the best eight and four coach. That's going to be one of our new awards. Who was UCLA win eight and four? Okay. Who did they beat starting out the year? Forget LSU. Oh yeah, that's right. With Matt Johnson throwing quite possibly the worst pass attempt in the history of football. It was something. I got to I got to pull this up real quick. I got to see this pass. Hey, real quick. Adam, who was your most valuable player in 2021? Matt Corral. We've talked about this. He was – and the fact that he wasn't in the highs of – We didn't talk about this. I don't crazy. know where – We know talked where about this. that from? <laughs> we, we talked about this. We talked about this all the time. <laughs> Matt Corral, the fact that he wasn't a highs of – this is a crime. Yeah, he should have gone over uh, Stroud. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I've got uh, Kenneth Walker the third. Um, if Michigan State doesn't have him – they probably lose half those games. Yeah, he was a one-man wrecking crew at the, at the beginning of the year. He was unstoppable. Yeah, he was the Heisman favorite until the um, uh, was the Michigan game, right? No, the Ohio State, Ohio State game. Yeah, that I mean they, they had nothing. They had nothing else. Um, I I think the best player last year was Will Anderson. Uh, that guy is. I mean, it doesn't matter what team he's playing on. That dude's going to be the best player on that team. That dude's I'm, I'm sorry. I just, you saw I just looked up the match yeah. shots. Are you talking about the no-look pass? Yeah, behind the back. So, so there's some guy that does, did like a film breakdown of it, and he's drawing lines all over the screen. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a hell uh, of a I mean, honestly, the fact that he got it out, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's look for the positives here. <laughs> Didn't take a second. Uh, yeah. uh, All right, Jared, newcomer of the year. Uh, my newcomer of the year uh, went homer here with Brock Bowers, freshman tight end. Set the receiving, I mean, not only for tight ends, but for all receivers in Georgia history. Set the record for most touchdowns in a season. Uh, dude's a monster. And... <laughs> Georgia's stacked in the tight end room, and he is the number one guy. So he's my newcomer of the year. I got uh, Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback from Miami. Uh, he's projected to go top ten in the draft. What would you say uh, that is the strongest part of Tyler Van Dyke's game? He's got a great arm, really good pocket presence. Um, How's his position? Not bad. Um, I think he, they're working on developing that. Uh, Miami's getting new facilities, so I think you know they might be built by the time he's graduated. But okay, he might maybe like put on one of those VR headsets and you know can work on his like QB vision. I don't know. Yeah, Um, I think that's 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 gonna be a household name. You heard it here first, Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke. All right, Uh, I went with uh, the greatest story out of the 2021 season. And that is Pole Assassin and Gia the Emotional Support Monkey. Uh, that, to me, will go down as probably the greatest college football random story of all time. Was that Texas defensive coordinator? Special teams coordinator. That special sure. teams coordinator. That was his girlfriend? He left his wife and kids to start dating a stripper. And she had a monkey that was part of the stage act. And it bit a kid on Halloween. <laughs> I forgot about it biting the kid. Yeah. <laughs> kid went poking around the backyard, got bit by a monkey. Oh. Uh, a stripper monkey. 
just for anybody who's listening for this in the future, listening to this in the future, that that one story encapsulates just encapsulates everything that was so insane about 2021. Uh, did you record? We recorded a special episode of the podcast just so we could talk about it. And never I had know, but not <laughs> figures. Yeah. After that happens, there is a lost episode. That's what that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, that did happen, Adam. Rent free, baby. <laughs> All right, Adam. What was your game of the year? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Oof, I, I don't want to keep harping on this, but I, <laughs> you sure? the the game of the year for me is still the SEC championship because we got to see the two best teams in the college football play fully healthy, and um, it was there was a lot of storylines going into the game. Um, there was a lot of people saying, you know, Alabama, this is this is their the reckoning. Georgia's going to come in and just shut them down and we put up like 72 points or something like that i don't remember uh it was but, not 72 that's how many yeah. up in the two games combined oh. it felt like 72 i think didn't we put our second string in i think if we would have kept our first string out we would have put up 72 but yeah i think the sc championship was um was pretty cool <laughs> Uh, I've got Ole Miss versus Arkansas. Um, it was just, it was just a fantastic game. I said it at the end of the year, and I still think that was the best game of the year. Yeah, Sam Pittman going for two at the end. I think that was probably still the right call. I think that team was gas, but had they pulled that off, that would have been the most insane ending to probably the best game of the year. Yeah, but I chose that sweet, sweet national championship. I, uh, hey, who won that game? I, I'm pretty sure it was Georgia. I wasn't looking, though. And who'd they play? I, I'm pretty sure it was Alabama. Okay. Okay. Alabama, I mean, uh, Adam, your thoughts? It's a, it a great game. <laughs> great game. Hey, man, one out of seven ain't bad, right? <laughs> I guess, Jared. Uh, so we all picked players for this one, so I'm just going to go ahead and label this one as the most disappointing player of the year. Uh, I've got DJ Ungalalele. After what he did against Notre Dame last year, he was as sure of a like lock as you could get of him having a good year, and it was not a great year for Clemson. And I think what made it even worse was Dr. Pepper sponsored the NCAA <laughs> season, and he was the doctor. He was Dr. the spokesperson. He was the guy. He was the guy. How is Clemson supposed to be next year? No, ah. no one's really sure. It's going to be interesting to see how they – because, I mean, both of the coordinator hires were internal hires, so it's not like they're even bringing in new blood, really. Yeah. And this is the first time Dabo's been without – Without Venables. Without Venables. And that was the first time he was at his without his OC for – that OC was with him for, what, seven or eight years? I uh, know. I think at one point there was co-OCs, and I think he was the guy that was there for, like, seven years, and he left. I think this guy was part of the staff, but I don't think he became an OC until recently. I could be completely misremembering that. Yeah. Yeah, Clemson's going to be – it could be back to the old ways. Um, moving on, my uh, disappointing player of the year was Spencer Rattler. Another guy got a huge NIL deal and ended up getting benched in the Red River shootout, which was my second favorite game. That was also a great game. It was a great game. But I uh, got benched for Caleb Williams. So also he, a shout out, like I mentioned earlier, Baylor Oklahoma State Big Twelve Championship, also a fantastic game. 
Yeah. I think it. I think at this point, I have to come to grips with I'm. I'm not over the national championship because. Hey, hey dude, the first steps in it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Baby steps. <laughs> um, because my disappointment player is Jordan Davis. <laughs> Specifically, the SEC championship. Specifically, the SEC championship game. The guy couldn't stay on the field for more than three snaps. Um, so he kind of let me down. Um, so, hey, I would say he let me down, and he did you a favor. Well, uh, you know, I was expecting just to see a great defensive game. Adam's just a fan of the game, man. He's just a fan of the game. I was expecting to see the best defensive team of all time play, and I was just disappointed. Well, you got it. You got it eventually. Eh, did we, though? You did. Yeah. You did. Pretty sure you did. Uh, I'm pretty oh. sure you had like six or seven red zone, red zone trips that came away with three points or less. We were throwing to freshmen. Our whole team was had broken legs, broken arms. Hey, hey. Hey, Adam, do, do me a favor. Name all of the players that were hurt in that championship for L. There's, there's too many. No, no, no. Name them. Name them. Just the ones off the top of your head. Um, Mechie. Jameson Williams. Okay. Who else? M- Mechie. That's, that's <laughs> the same person. Unless he has a brother we don't know about. Jamison Williams. Hey, let me say three names for you. Three. This is the uh, a go-ahead touchdown, the following touchdown, and the pick six to close the game. A Donnie Mitchell freshman, Brock Bowers freshman, Keely Ringo redshirt freshman. How's that make I'm you feel? Pre- I'm pretty sure we're on our fourth running back. Oh. Okay. Name the running backs that were hurt. You were the, McKe- the McKellen guy was hurt. Your starting okay. running back had a 200-yard game the week before in Cincinnati. He's not our starting running back. Yeah, Who's he sure? was. He was like our third-string quarterback. Okay, who was the starter? Ryan Robinson was your starting running back all was, year. Yeah, because starter, everyone was Adam, hurt. Who was the starter? We had that Roy, Roy Dale Williams guy, the Jason McKellen guy, and Trey Sanders like, shattered his hip. Uh, Trey, Trey Sanders played. How many of those yeah, but played he, he was like He was like 7%. He's seven. been seven people. He was on the three. field, so technically he wasn't hurt. I got to tell you, that's one of my favorite stories about losing a recruit. That dude was supposed to come to Georgia, and he went to Bama instead, and I ain't, I ain't mad at it. It's tough. All right, uh, so which team suffered the greatest season collapse? <laughs> what? Uh, I'm going to have to change mine. Okay. So, uh, so I went back and actually looked like one of the preseason top 25s. Do you remember Indiana being like a top 20 team? I actually do. When you put that, I went back and looked it up. And I was like, oh my God, they were actually picked to be. Did you see their, did you see what their final record was? Well, I know at the beginning of the season, they had a potential to win the big 10. Jared, they went two and 10. Oof. Oof. They lost every single conference game. They, yeah, I knew they had a rough, rough showing. Like, Which team? Uh, what was the team that had like a terrible record, but they actually like were pretty good? And Nebraska. Nebraska, baby, greatest, yeah, yeah. Team. greatest yeah, 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 yeah. team of all time. Indiana <laughs> contender for the greatest two and ten team of all time. Yeah, I mean, just the ball needed to roll Nebraska's way. They were legitimately like six plays away from being ten and two. <laughs> now, there was it's, only it's, it's actually game. unreal. There's only one game where they got blown out, I believe, and all the yeah, rest. Yeah, it was somebody random. It wasn't like uh, – I think it was like Northwestern. 
It was the first game of the season they lost to some, like some nobody, wasn't it? Uh, no, I don't remember. I'm pulling it up. Yeah, I am too. I gotta see it. <laughs> they lost to Illinois the first game of the year. Uh, they got blown out. No, they beat Fordham, beat Buffalo, lost Oklahoma, lost in overtime to Michigan State, got blown out by Northwestern, lost by field goal to Michigan, a touchdown to Minnesota, uh, five points against Purdue, eight points against Ohio State. I mean, they were they were right there in every game except Northwestern, who also had a terrible year. Yeah. Yeah, they got – yeah, so crazy. They should have beat Oklahoma, should have beat Illinois. They should have beat Oklahoma. They could have beat – That's Michigan legit. State. They should have beat Oklahoma. Absolutely got shellacked by Northwestern and then all the rest, yeah. They should have lost one game last year. Um, it's like Ten points or less on all the rest of them. All right, so – Moving on from Indiana, my collapse award goes to Clemson, which I, th- I think they still finished nine and three. So here's my thing, because I know the two like obvious ones are Clemson and Oklahoma. They both went into the last week of the season with a chance to play in their conference championship game. Yeah, it doesn't really count as a collapse. It's just that where their expectations were and what they actually did. And who they play. Yeah, that's a big point. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma nearly lost to Tulane. Uh, Clemson nearly lost to Georgia Tech. Clemson beat Georgia Tech on a fourth and one goal line stand. So, I mean, that's that's rough. Uh, my my team was also Clemson. So, okay, okay. If I had to pick another one, I'd go Florida State. If I had to pick I'd, another one, I'd go Georgia. If I had to pick uh, one game, it's Notre Dame losing, uh, just blowing that lead in the bowl game. It's tough. Adam, you're going to go with Georgia? The yeah. National okay, if we're just talking about greatest collapses, I think the SC Championship was a collapse. You can't you <laughs> can't deny that fact. Rent-free, baby. It's yeah. not rent-free. It's true. No, you 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 have an issue. I Look. Our next episode. I might have an issue. But, <laughs> but you can't tell me that Georgia did not collapse in the SC Championship. Yes or no? No, sir? because – Traditionally, a collapse is when you have a lead and you like, dude. dude as a Falcons you, fan, as a Falcons fan, that's I know true. What a collapse is. That's true. That wasn't a collapse. That Twenty-eight is true. to three. That, that is collapse. true. That is true. <laughs> that's a good Never point. Forget. That's a great point. Um, Literally, right. have the definition of it as my pro team. So the brightest Speaking future. Of the award, Falcons, what? How, how was their draft? Uh, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the awards. Uh, brightest future award. Uh, I've got Miami as my uh, actual pick, and then I've got an honorable mention for Texas. Yeah, you think Texas is going to pull this thing around? Uh, dude, I mean, if there's anyone that can go toe to toe with Texas A and M in the money ball area, money ball era of college football, it's probably Texas. I mean, that's true, but I'm just looking at some of the players they got out of the transfer portal. And it's not that they're not superbly talented, but like Jaleel Billingsley, Ajay Hall, those those guys are like, I don't know. It's the it's the it's in the head. Like, I'm fully prepared for Ajay Hall to be like the next great thing. 
I don't. It all comes down to Quinn Ewers, realistically. If Quinn Ewers is the guy, they'll be fine. I'm sorry, but in my mind, I just want to say this right now. Nothing against the kid, but he is like the next great bust in my mind. Maybe he does great in college, but I don't think he's going to do well. Uh, You know who the next great bust in my mind is? Who's that? Arch Manning. Uh, I think I I just think with Arch Manning, the – Maybe. Like his only, only if he goes to Alabama. <laughs> I just think the expectations are going to be so high that it's going to be like one of those things where he's just always be compared to Eli and Peyton. Yeah, that's true. He's going to have to set his own thing. I, I'm telling you though, if he came to well, when he comes to Alabama, because he's going to commit. Um, I I don't know if if he's going to play. He'll transfer out. Yeah. Yeah, Bear Bryant's grandson did. Yeah, we talked about that, dude. Bear Bryant's grandson wasn't exactly a pushover. No, he's a four-star. And he's a big dude. (laughs) And he's actually a large human. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you and uh, Adjir and Adam both got USC? Well, um, is your South Carolina? Yeah, you going for the Gamecocks? I think... My brightest team's going to be Miami, just because I'm going to roll with Van Dyke. Okay. I like the commitment to the guy you didn't know about 45 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> I mean, everything Solid. on paper, I love. I love I love the guy. <laughs> he passes uh, the eye test for you? I mean, he's got it all. Is he a real uh, lunch pail guy? I just, student, student of the game? 6'4", 224. QB frame. You know who doesn't have a QB frame? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, all right. So first head coach to be fired next season. I've got Herm Edwards. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised he hasn't been fired yet. Yeah. Uh, I think he is a strong candidate for number one. I can't believe they've held on to him. And yeah, I like Herm Edwards. 28 players have entered the portal since September. Yeah, I don't know how you recover from that, especially when you got to play USC, who is now in the uptick. Oregon's going to be, you know, they're going to be so up the, there. The Pac 12's got a new commissioner. Pac 12's got a new quote unquote heavy hitter with USC. I, I, if the Pac 12, like, if they're ever going to step their game up, this is the time. And a lot of people are calling Fresno State the team to watch out for next year. Well, they're not in Pac-12. Hainer? Uh, Fresno State's Hainer? In, <laughs> Fresno State's in the Mountain West. Are they? Yeah. 100%. Well, don't I look like a dumbass? <laughs> they should They should probably be in the Pac-12, though, but they're not. So I got Brian Harson um, because I'm pretty sure he was already fired. And they, they want to fire him. They just yeah, like fired. he's pretty much fired. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> they tried and then somehow didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they tried, in in, in tri- typical Auburn fashion, it somehow backfired. It's crazy just to think if Auburn pulls it out against Alabama, if that that whole thing even happens. Uh, they probably wouldn't have Zach, Zach Calzada. That guy's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think Harson gets fired next year though. Uh, the true Heisman Award winner, uh, it's Will Anderson. He was he was the best player in college football this year. Yeah, 
Yep. I uh, I went with Jordan. I don't breathe so good, Davis, from his SEC performance. But really, it's Will Anderson. I think it's consistent as what can, everyone thinks it's Will Anderson. Adam, your thoughts? Will Anderson. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Tyler Van Dyke. All right. Um, see, Jared, I don't know. You realize we did the best name award during like the the midseason awards, right? We did. Okay, we did. I just want I just want to make sure you remembered. Yeah, we. Uh, I just figured since we had the three of us, we did because we just listed like all the best names. I think this one just picks our winners. No, we're gonna name a bunch of the other ones too because they're just great names. Yeah, so I went with Smoke Monday. It's a great, great name for a corner. Uh, I went with. Uh, Kentucky running back, Kavatsia Smoke. Yeah, also a fantastic name for a running back. I had to go with General Duty, um, quarterback, son of a receiver that played at LSU. So Abram Booty, older brother of well, David Booty. Booty. <laughs> All, All right, right let's, let's hear some of these uh, honorable mentions. Well, you got Storm Duck, which is always a classic. Uh, Gentle Williams, which that's the first time I've heard of that one. Uh, Bear Hunter. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is one of your honorable mentions from the midseason. Connor Ass Alley. Uh, New Zealand Williams. Uh, Fish McWilliams. Not sure if they're related. And Clemson wide receiver, Aju Aju. Hey, and don't forget about Bumper Pool, man. Bumper Pool. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Who's your all-time favorite name of just all football players you can remember in college history? Oh. I mean, the only one that's coming to my mind right now is Booger McFarland. <laughs> um, that's really the only one I can think of. I can't remember the guy's whole, whole name. Um. But back in the early 2000s for Oklahoma, there was a safety. Uh, let's see if I can come across it. I've got it right here. It's one of the best names I've ever heard for, for a defensive player specifically. Um, <laughs> she choke, I'm not going to get you. <laughs> and I love that. It's right up there with Tim Biakabatuka. Yeah, yeah. Adam, your thoughts? Kind of like Dick Butkus. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong with that. George Buster Rhymes. Um. All right, I guess. That's guess it for the football portion, pretty much. I mean, yeah. we got some football topics and random topics. There's a guy that named Yo Murphy that played for Idaho. Yo Murphy? Name. Yo Murphy. That's a, that's a good one. Yo, Murphy. There's a guy that was named Wonderful, Terrific Mons the second played for Buffalo. How about Dakotas? Oh, Dakotas, uh, Juan Crawford. The <laughs> yeah, coldest to ever do it, Crawford. <laughs> to ever do it's not his actual middle name, but apparently his actual middle name is Juan. <laughs> LaQuanta McDonald played Whoa. for Baylor. That's a good one. Uh, Sean Oakman because he looked like an oak tree. Yeah, that name was actually very fitting. All right, so moving on to random topics. Um, 
who is the one player that you believe ends up being steal of the draft, aka which player from your form from your team got drafted late that you don't agree with? Uh, I actually wrote this before the draft. Um, it ended up just being one of players from my teams, but I think there's a few on here. Uh, Nicobe Dean, obviously, because you got him in the third round. Um, that's who I had. I had Nicobe Dean. I I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with that. Well, especially he needs shoulder surgery, and he told everybody he's not going to get shoulder surgery. Bold strategy, Cotton. I mean, it's you don't see that one very often. But still, though, I mean, we're talking shoulder surgery. I mean, the guy never missed. I just don't see how you watch his tape. Yeah, like, so that's where I'm at. Like, I'll just watch, like, clips of him from last year. The guy's a freak. Just don't watch the SC Championship game. Yeah, besides the SC Championship game. I mean, he was – he looked like the best player on the field, like watching him on defense. Yeah. Uh, what do I know, though? I, I I just do not understand how he slid so far. But, I mean, he had a bad pro day. So, I think the, I think the combine weighs too heavily because I'm not entirely sold that Trayvon Walker was the number one overall pick, but there he was. I mean, he had all the freak intangibles, but top, was he a first-round pick? Sure, but I don't know about number one overall. Well, Kobe Dean, he's kind of small, isn't he? He's on the smaller he, side for a linebacker. He is, but, I mean, I would argue that if Zach Thomas can do it, if <laughs> if Deion Jones can do it, you know. Um, who, who's the other linebacker? Uh, White? Patrick, I mean, not Patrick. Um, Devin? Yeah. I mean, he's a little bit bigger than the Kobe Dean. He's bigger. He's, he's, he's only like six foot, though. Yeah. I mean, it's the same deal. I mean, Trevon Walker's contract, four year, 38 million fully guaranteed. <laughs> 24 million signing bonus. I mean, my man. And they were talking about how, like, is there a cooler place for the draft than. Las Vegas. No, Vegas is the perfect place for the draft. Yeah, you it's better well than when they did it in Nashville like two years ago, and it's a bunch of chicks on a bachelorette party. Because you know, like all those guys getting drafted just went and just. Oh, dude! So many parties. So this is kind of where my other still comes in. The fact that the Falcons went with Drake London over Garrett Wilson kind of blows my mind. Um, I mean Drake London has great tape. But I just feel like the two leagues they play in couldn't be further apart. I feel like Wilson's probably going to be the better guy. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a fan. Well, I mean, Wilson kind of gives you the same thing you already got with Calvin Ridley whenever he comes back. If he comes I, back. He's going to be 29 when he comes back. I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons just traded him. Yeah. I mean, they, I got, mean, out, they got rid of Julio at the right time. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, Adam, do you have any steals from the draft? I had Nicobe Dean. Oh, that's uh, that one. Um, I, I don't honestly don't know. I didn't really pay attention after the first round. I'll go with um, Timon Clark. I mean, I thought Malik Willis would have been drafted higher, but um, I mean, nobody wanted the QB. The Titans, <laughs> which has already caused yeah. drama. Yeah, yeah. Tanner, uh, I'm not that. Yeah, Tanner's like, it's not my job to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't they, know that they, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, 
So they did a study recently in Louisiana, and apparently there's a direct correlation between LSU losses and Louisiana judges handing out stricter sentences on criminal cases. Criminal cases. Um, do your team's losses affect you in a drastic manner? Oh my God! Yeah, I would be afraid to go in court. Like after you know, especially how many times Georgia's lost to Bama. Like if I had to go to court after that SEC championship game. It's a speeding ticket, but I bet I'm going to jail. Oh, yeah. I had to quit playing fantasy football because it was ruining my Mondays. <laughs> That's a shoot. At least you had 2019. Hey, can't ever take it away from me, Adam. <laughs> we all had our year or seven. I've had three. Almost four. I've had the one. I thought LSU won two. No, one with Saban, one with Miles, one with Ed. <clears throat> Who did y'all beat in the Miles? Um, Ohio State. All right. What's the next one? If you had to buy one social media company, which one are you buying? I... <clears throat> I don't know, man. I guess I'd have to go with. Uh, I guess I'd have to go with Instagram, just because it's just like at this point, it's just the mainstay. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Are we talking as far as like how much for like money? Like how much money I think I'm going to make off of it? Just you know, it's just why you want to buy it, dude. Just, which one would you buy? <clears throat> so I'm going into the assumption that if I'm buying a social media company, I'm already loaded. So money wouldn't be the issue. Right. Um, I would say I spend most of my time probably on Reddit. So either Reddit or social media though. What? Does Reddit count? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you Reddit or uh, I think I would. Yeah, I would. I would do some like messed up things on Reddit too. Okay. I would. I would sabotage like other team subreddits. (laughs) That would be fun. Um, And then. (laughs) If it wasn't Reddit, probably Twitter, because those are the only two I really use. Uh, I'd bring back MySpace. <laughs> My man. And, I think uh, MySpace is already back, right? Well, and Fox owns it. And then uh, I'd uh, buy Tumblr as well. That's a dedicated fan base right there. I don't know anything about Tumblr. It's a weird place. Don't go. Yeah. But the people that use Tumblr pretty much only use Tumblr. So what's the difference between Tumblr and 4chan? Uh, I think Tumblr has way more women. Oh, not, uh, you know, not sure how to take that blanket. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know either. Four chan, home, home of the incel. Yeah. Tom from uh, MySpace to this day still has the sickest burn on Twitter. Yes, of all time. yes, he does. <laughs> Corey, do you know what we're referring to? I feel like I, I know I've seen it before, but I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. So he, I guess he didn't like something Instagram was doing. So he said, people keep asking. So I'll say it. If you're ever Instagram's terms change is ridiculous. Get real folks. A random person says, coming from a guy who was a, wasn't able to keep a social network alive. To which Tom responded, says the guy who sold MySpace in 2005 for 580 million while you slave away hoping for a day off. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of truth there. Uh, also honorable mention to Pinterest. Yeah, I, I, I like Pinterest. Bitches love Pinterest. Uh, am I a bitch? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Uh, so for people who've been keeping up with the Johnny Depp trial, um, if you got a fight with your significant other and she took a dump on your side of the bed, what do you do? Dude, I what think do that you, would have to be it. Watch, watch the sheets, I guess. I mean, what do you do? You buy new sheets. You don't wash those sheets. You burn the bed. You be- I think I would just leave and just like hope everything was like better when I got back. So just I, avoid it. I'm sorry, but I feel like just avoid you, it at all costs. Yeah, it's it's typical with me. I would just kind of <laughs> sweep it under the rug. And yeah. Just, go I, go and watch the Alabama Georgia yeah. 2021 SEC championship game. Yeah. I feel like my significant other shitting in my bed is something you don't come back from. Um, I would make an exception if she's like absolutely hammered. Well. Yeah, no. that's that's different. Yeah, I'm talking about if she's doing it out of malice, and that's what yeah. She now does. If I come out of the bathroom and she's like, you know, that's that's a chick that'll murder you, man. Slab style, squatting on the bed, <laughs> dropping a hot one. That's By the way, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial has been hilarious. It's, I mean, it's at, at the end of the day, I I, I watched just like a like a <laughs> brief like highlight of like Johnny Depp just looking losing it in court dude did you see the way they interviewed his doorman or whatever and he got fed up with it just started taking rips off his vape and then just drove off because yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a well, the one guy the, the attorney for amber heard he like objected to his own question yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah God, so that that was pretty that was pretty ridiculous um if a college football player has eligibility left, should they have the option to return to school and play if they are not drafted or are drafted much lower than they anticipated? I actually don't have a problem with this. Yeah. I, well, I, they what, should do it the way basketball does it. In basketball, you can't actually – like you can't – you have to decide before the draft if you're going to come back or not. You, Why? You still get to go through. Like, you still get to go through like the pre-draft process and like meet with teams, so teams can tell you. Like, if, I guarantee you, if like you're a wide receiver and you go and meet with like the Ravens and like five other teams, and they all pretty much tell you this year you're probably a fourth or fifth round next wide receiver. Next year you could be first or second round. You'd probably have a lot more of those kids come back. Yeah, because right but, now, but, but right now, the- college coaches can only submit. I think it's like five players to the pre-draft board to get a pre-draft grade on him. So you use those for your juniors that you're trying to convince to come back, I guess. But then that leaves, you know, all these other players outside that five who have no idea until they actually go through the process and then it's too late. Yeah. So you're saying the downside of it is if, if a player goes to the draft and then decides to come back that, Somebody whose spot he I just if you go through, through if you go into the draft, if you sit through the three days of the draft and you're not picked, I don't think you should be able to come back. But but Even why? Who's who's losing in think, that situation? Think, huh? Who's losing in that situation? Like who does that hurt? I mean, it can hurt the schools because if they're not banking on you coming back and they don't have a scholarship for you, you gotta go in the portal. Or they gotta cut somebody else. That's what I'm saying. The loser, the the real loser of it's the the guy who thinks he's got a spot, and then the guy comes back and retakes his spot. I don't know. Basketball, college basketball has got a good system, and football should just adopt their system. Their system works. Yeah, I, I think these players should have the ability to kind of. I agree that they should be able to come back, but I don't think they should be able to go through like actually go through the draft. 
I, mean, I, I'm I, fine with that. I, mean, if they I don't, don't want to see a player go fourth and just because he, he went in the fourth round to the Jets, he doesn't want to go. He'd rather come back to school. Yeah, because he's yeah, got I, a I agree with fat that. stack of NIL cash waiting on him. But this kind of goes hand in hand with our last topic, uh, which is the biggest draft day surprise. Like Justin Ross, he obviously has some issues with the injury going on, but not getting drafted at all, and he has eligibility left. Like, let that kid come back and play. I mean, what about his, up, uh, his Royal Majesty Dylan Moses two years ago? I mean, yeah. I mean, Monty Rice, uh, well, no, I think he was Mr. Irrelevant. So he did get drafted. Um, I don't know. But there, there's several players that I think of. It's just like, man, it's a shame they couldn't come back and play for another year. I guess my opinion is if you can go through the pre-draft process and enough places, enough like teams tell you, we, we see you as a six-round pick. Well, if you still decide to go through with it, I mean, that's on you. Yeah. If you if they tell you you're a six-round pick and you get picked in the sixth round, I don't really feel sorry for you if you were like, well, now I want to come back. No, I mean, well, you made the choice. If they There's got to be some accountability here. Yeah, if they tell you you're a six-round pick and then you don't get drafted too. Like, like to me, if they're telling you you're a fifth to seventh-round pick, I would be like, ooh, I need right. to go. Now, in the case of someone like Zamir White, like running back for Georgia, I mean, he probably got told he was going to be a fifth-round pick, and that's exactly what he ended up being. But Right, I mean, but we're, we're talking about this specifically for players who just, like, want to test the waters and then, oh, it didn't turn out how I wanted it to. I want to come back. Yeah, like, I think of, like – a situation where it would have benefited everyone involved, like with Jake Fromm. He declared for the NFL early. He doesn't get drafted until the fifth round. I don't even think he's in the NFL now. And that dude could have benefited from at least another year. Because the year before, he was a first-round pick, and Joe Burrow was a nobody. And then the next season, he was the nobody. DeMarvin Leal was supposed to be a top-ten pick this year. He didn't get to the third round. Yeah. There were a handful of guys that were projected top picks who didn't even get drafted this year, which happens every year. Right. So, I don't know. If there was some way they could do it similar to the NBA, I think I would be fine with Yeah, I mean, I don't give much credit to the NCAA for the way they handle things, but for the as far as the basketball being able to come back process works, they, they, they made the right decision on that one. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, I, I guess we better wrap this thing up with this last one. Uh, biggest draft day surprise. Is it the last one? Yeah. Yeah. I, my biggest draft day surprise was both Nicobe Dean going so late, uh, Justin Ross going undrafted, and then my other one was Jamari Sawyer being drafted in the sixth round. Not only in the sixth round, but behind Justin Schaefer, who to me was a far worse player for Georgia. So I found that to be very interesting. Uh, the big surprise to me was quarterbacks. Yeah, the quarterbacks was surprising. Malik Willis, that was surprising that he went so low with there only being one chosen prior. Yeah, because they almost made it to the end of the second round with only one. Yeah. It's crazy. Y'all want to feel really old right now? Sure. Yeah. Do y'all remember Drake or Patrick? Yeah, yeah, he's got a kid that's being recruited by Alabama. His son's being recruited. Yeah. I saw that picture a while back. Dude, Drake or Patrick's not even – is he 30? He's got a, his kid's a 2024 athlete um, prospect. How old is he? They're like 16. 15, 16. I mean, just talking about – He's going to be a junior old. this year. 
Yeah, but how old is Drake or Patrick? He's 32. Good so you had a kid when he was like 15. <laughs> Jesus. Good thing he made it to the pros. Good thing he went to Alabama. How well does a car seat fit in a Dodge Charger, Adam? <laughs> Speaking of Dylan Moses, he got waived. I didn't I didn't know that. Eh, not surprising. Peaked in the eighth grade. How much NIL money would Dylan Moses have in the eighth grade? All of it. Dude, all of it. All of it. All of it. <sighs> all right. Well, I mean, unless anybody's got anything else, that's pretty much it. I didn't see the Titans drafting a uh, quarterback, but they also get traded away their best player. So, <laughs> well, who who was the backup? Was it Marietta? Yeah. Well, he got. I'm well, he went sure to the Falcons. Yeah. yeah, he went to the Falcons. The the problem is, I, I, the Eagles won the draft hands down. I I think the Eagles had a great draft. I think the Jets did pretty well too, which is surprising. Yeah, I I am of the personal belief that the, the Falcons did not do well. I couldn't tell you who the Bengals drafted after the first round. I can't even tell you who they drafted in the first round. So it sounds like everyone got like what they needed. Like I don't honestly, know the worst they... grade I saw was the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing they have a really good quarterback. <laughs> Bailey Zappi, yeah, that dude's legit. <laughs> he broke Joe Burrow's records. The Eagles got Jordan Davis, Kobe Dean, Cam Jurgens, Kyron Johnson. I mean, and they got um, what's his name? Oh, this was last year's draft. I was about to say, dang, dude, they gave uh, they gave the Falcons an A plus. That was last year. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they gave him an A this year. I see a B plus on NFL.com. Yeah, A plus for the Ravens. Not a huge surprise there. What did they give the Bengals? Uh, hold on. Oh, these are just first round picks. Uh, did I pass them out? Yeah, ESPN gave Falcons a B plus. Pro Football Focus gave them an A. How many did the How many receivers did the Packers draft? None. No, they got they got one. They got one. They've added like uh, it was either them or somebody else has added like oh it was the Bears have added like ten wide receivers between the draft and uh, undrafted free agency. Yeah. Uh, we took a we took a or the Bengals took a DB, Daxton Hill. The Michigan guy. Yeah. The, the I'm actually looking forward to watching NFL this year. The AFC is stacked. B plus for the Falcons. All right, where the Bengals get? Who did we? Who did they draft? All right, so they went DB, DB, defensive tackle, O lineman, safety, edge rusher. Eh, okay. I mean, pretty much all defense. All right. Well, unless anybody's got anything else, we're going to call it a podcast there. Uh, Jared and I are actually going to be guests on another podcast, uh, Second Wind Sports. Uh, we record later this week, but I don't know when it's actually going to be published. I um, guess my advice just got lost somewhere. Well, I mean, Adam, to be honest with you, unless we're talking about Alabama, you don't bring a whole lot to the conversation. Fair enough. Fair enough. And really, uh, it was specifically Alabama and Georgia. 
It's specifically one game from Georgia's season. The feedback I got from the last podcast was I sounded like a poor telemarketer. I mean, that's so, a, that's an accurate assessment. So that's I mean, a. Uh, I sound like I'm from shit. But it's all right, dude. We've got a plan for this upcoming season. We're gonna, that, that's, we're gonna that's pick some constructive criticism that you know. We're gonna pick a game that doesn't involve probably SEC schools for Adam to watch each week. What's that? We're gonna we're gonna force you to like expand your college football knowledge. Oof. You will break down like UConn versus UMass. Not anything extravagant. Just you know, couple minutes. Kind of tell us what you thought about the game. Any other random observations you may have, and we'll roll with it. Okay, and um, for the rest of the night, I'm just gonna keep watching this Mac Johnson no look pass attempt. I mean, that's fine. It, he doesn't play coach anymore. It gets better every time. It does. He'll be uh, probably sitting the bench at College Station this year. All right, so that's going to be it. Uh, go Tigers. All right, go Dogs. Not even right, well, Not even Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Miami fan this year. Thank you.